0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 225 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is a continuation of the Diabetes Pro Tip series with Jenny Smith. This installment is the eighth in the series and it's called Bump and Nudge. You'll find out why in just a second. I briefly want to thank our sponsors, Omnipod, Dexcom, and Dancing for Diabetes, for always being there. You can go to Dexcom.com/slash juicebox dancingfordiabetes.com that's dancing the number 4 diabetes.com or myomnipod.com/juicebox to find out more there are also links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com bump and nudge is the eighth in my diabetes pro tip series with cde jenny smith don't forget that you can hire jenny she works for integrateddiabetes.com and she would love to help you do better with your type one there are links in the show notes to jenny's email address or you can go to integrateddiabetes.com let's please remember that nothing you hear on the juice box podcast should be considered advice medical or otherwise and to always consult a physician before becoming bold with insulin or making any changes to your healthcare plan. This is a short but really powerful and important episode. Please remember that the Diabetes Pro Tip series is designed to be listened to in order. Don't just jump in here, go back to the beginning. This is installment eight of the series. The first one was called Newly Diagnosed, we're starting over. Jenny, hello, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Scott? So good. Yay.
0: Short episode going over the idea of bumping and nudging blood sugars, which is something we talk about on the podcast all the time. I'm a huge believer um, in the in the infuriating statement that you won't get high if you never get high. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's not as easy as it sounds, but that's how I think about it in my head, right? So yeah. I won't have to fight with a high blood sugar if I don't experience a high blood sugar. Of course, that's not always going to work. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it's avoidable a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think of it as Bumping and nudging, just bumping and nudging. It could be bumping I and nudging. I love
1: that term. I Pe- love that. People
0: love it's it, great. right? And yeah. You, you can do it with insulin. You can also do it with food. You can also do it with a deficit of insulin, which you can create with a temp basil. We're going to talk about it all right now.
1: You can also do it with exercise.
0: Ooh. Do you know There's I just I just interviewed somebody who you won't hear for six months but uh, a girl who has had type one diabetes since she was a little kid and she's like she was so compliant, like with whatever her mom asked. So she'd eat like celery all day if her blood sugar was high. But if she wanted <laughs> but if she wanted a cookie, she would go exercise and then come back and say to her mother, I just ran around the house this many times, I went up and down the steps this many times. I would like my cookie now. And this 100%. was back, this was back when um, she was doing um, oh gosh. The words just slipped out of my head. Uh, what was the old timey insulin?
1: Regular insulin?
0: Regular and MPH. That's what she was An doing. NPH? And MPH? Mm-hmm. And so back then, she would do a little exercise to get her cookie. But, I, you know, this, by the way, this girl's delightful. You have to find the episode with her.
1: My um, my mom would do the same thing with me. We were at my grandparents' house, usually in the summertime for a couple of weeks. Usually at that time of the year, it was rainy at least several days out of that time. And I couldn't do anything outside. She would have me run around my grandmother's kitchen table and they had a pretty big dining room because it was a farmhouse. (laughs) And I would literally, my mom would be, you need to run around. You need to move. You need to move. And I was like, okay. I mean, at that point, I was like, (laughs) sure, I guess I'll move, you know? Will there
0: be a snack after this? I guess it's all right. So, So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so basically we'll start with this. If you have a glucose monitor, you, you can't think about the alarms the way you're thinking about them right now, you, you have to, your low alarm, you should put wherever you think you need to know, like whatever gives you enough time to react. I don't care what that is. That's up to you completely. Ours is at 70. Some people put theirs at 60, um, you know, 80, whatever. I don't care. It's the high alarm that I care about because you need to be able to react to a rising blood sugar quickly. When you react to it quickly. You're able often to react to it with less insulin. It takes less insulin to stop a 120 diagonal up than it does to stop a 150 or a 180 straight up or 200 two arrows up. You could have avoided the problem that you're having now 45 minutes ago if you knew it was coming, right?
1: Right, right.
0: Now people will say, but Scott, I don't want this thing to alarm all the time and it's gonna bother me and my kids at school and I hear all your complaints. Put them away and here's why. Eventually if you listen to these podcasts long enough, these concepts will lead to a world where you don't really ever leave your 120 blood sugar. So you won't get a ton of alarms. Um, And on the days when that happens, I don't know, mute your phone. But don't make a bad decision to avoid a problem that I think is avoidable. And so I know I've said this a billion times, but it belongs in this episode. And I know I talk about driving a lot, but when you're driving... And you find yourself just kind of drifting off of the road. You don't turn the wheel 90 degrees to the left to avoid the curb. It's this almost imperceivable turn of the wheel. You're just nudging it back the tiniest bit. Yeah. That's how you avoid swerving into the oncoming traffic because you've only turned it a little bit. This is how you stay off the diabetes roller coaster. It is that simple, right? So you stop a rise before it can happen. And you use such a small amount of insulin that the likelihood of being low after you've done that is mostly imperceivable. Right. How much does that make sense, Jenny? Where should this be on the Mount Rushmore of diabetes thoughts?
1: I think it should be right there taught along with the early, the early information of insulin use. It really should be. It, should be. it should be right there with when you're prescribed insulin – this is our, it. our target for high blood sugar should really, in my professional opinion, mm-hmm. it should be ratcheted down. We should not be being told that post-meal blood sugars of 200 or 220 for kids is appropriate only because it's safe.
0: Right. And safe in as much as you're not going to have a seizure. Correct. Because of it.
1: Correct. Right. I mean, am I saying that you're aiming for, you know, no rise at all? No. Am I saying that you're aiming to, to stay, you know, if you've been consistently rising to 250 and your alarm isn't set to 250 or 300, maybe you bring it down to 200 for mm-hmm. a little bit. And then maybe you bring your high alarm down to 180 or you bring it down to 160. But as you do that, like you said, you're going to see it takes a lot less to address arise than it does to correct a blood sugar that's already too high
0: right and in the beginning this will take more of your effort but as time goes on it takes nothing it it really does i know sometimes i'll explode um uh, a bolus out on screen when i'm doing a, a talk right and when you blow it up like that and show all the decisions that were made, you think, wow, this does look like a ton of effort. Right. So I always have to start by telling people what you're viewing up here encompassed about three seconds of my thoughts spread out over five minutes, right? Right. You'll spend more time in it initially than, than you will one day. And so it's the same with this idea. I know it feels like if you set it at one twenty, it's always going to be beeping, but one day it won't be. And, right. and, and, wouldn't you rather be bothered, even on a on a bad day, on a quote unquote bad day? Wouldn't you be bothered? Wouldn't you like to be bothered five times to bump a one hundred and twenty back down? That might take up twenty minutes of your overall day than to be stuck in a three hundred blood sugar and everything that comes with it all day long, right? Right. Little bits of effort, little bits of insulin, way better, way 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 better to, to avoid the highs because you can't get high if you never get high. You can stop it from happening. Does it always work? It doesn't always work. But mainly, I will say this Arden spikes about twice a day, and it's timing stuff where we don't have the mm-hmm. ability to do what we're doing. But when I tell you Arden spikes, I'm talking about 150, 170, y- y- right. you know, and we get it right back again. So imagine if you had two 180s or two 160s in a day, and the rest was between 120 and 70. That's where you get an A1C, it's in the fives.
1: Right, Right. well, and for clarification too, even about Arden spikes, it's not that you've waited until she's 170 to address it. You've gotten the alert, the rise is happening, you've addressed it, you've probably taken a correction at like 120 or 130 because you see the trend happening. She may still get to 150, 170 before that insulin starts to working, but the curve down is probably more like an up-down, almost like a roller coaster, right? But you're addressing it so that that ride down then is nice and smooth into the end versus staying way too high Mm -hmm. and crashing from bolus, 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 bolus. Oh, now I'm like 50.
0: And because I reacted sooner, I still am keeping mainly the balance of the insulin action carb impact. I'm still keeping them pretty well balanced. I obviously missed a little bit and the carbs got ahead. But I got back in the game soon enough that I'm not going to create a crazy low later. Right. And then you come in for like a nice landing afterwards, which right. I, somebody just texted me the other day and says, Can you please understand? like tell me what that means? And I always like I think just put your hand up high and then dip it down and then bring it flat again. And right. like that's sort of like this, that's what you're trying to make happen, right? You're trying to come it's kind in. of the
1: end of a roller coaster, is what I explain. It's yes, kind of yeah. where the you're the rush of that ride down and then you like roll into the station. Yep,
0: that's it. Exactly
1: Nice and flat and smooth.
0: Perfectly. Bring it in for a nice landing. Right. So Okay, so so sure you can bump and nudge that way, right? But what if I'm at the tail end, for example, of a meal bolus and I'm noticing I'm 110, 15, 100, I'm starting to drift down. But I'm so far past this bolus that I'm now in that space where people do the thing. They just go, oh, I hope this stops. Right, right. Oh. Like, wouldn't that be nice if this stopped? Um What I like in that situation is a temp-basal decrease.
1: Decrease. Right? Take away
0: some of the basal rate. So now Jenny can see me, which is a little unfair, but I'm holding both of my hands together palm to palm, and I'm pushing at them. Basal is so important to think about like this. On one side is the impact of your body and carbs, and on the other side is the impact of the insulin. And when you push at the same rate, no side wins. Like, I'm not going wildly one way or the other. Right. But all of a sudden, we get into a situation like I just described where, okay, the insulin's winning a little bit, right? The carbs that mm-hmm. were there can't hold up the insulin that's left behind. So we start drifting towards a lower blood sugar. We'll just use your pump to tell it to use less insulin. Take away a little bit of the force that that insulin has. Now, maybe you'll catch it with a temp basal, and maybe you won't. But in certain situations, it's the best way to start. You know, I I forever see people who are like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I had to give my kid juice overnight. And you look and you see this 90 blood sugar that was just drifting down that later, by the way, turned into a 180 because they put all this juice in. So you could have in that situation, if you really felt like you needed the juice, bump with the juice. You don't have to drink the whole thing. Drink enough to bring it back in for a nice landing. Or if you're far enough ahead of insulin impact. Try dialing back your, your basil and see if that right. doesn't catch it. And your natural body functions don't kind of Absolutely. pull you back up again.
1: And if you're in evaluation time period, as just a kind of an aside in the overnight, if you give that little nudge with juice, comes up a little bit and it drifts down, mm-hmm. and you give a nudge again and it comes up and it drifts back down, that's basil. You're in basil only. Unless you have a correction from earlier that brought you down so much that's still working – Basil only, that's a good, you've got too much basil. There's too much there. Up, down, up, down, up, down, and it never stays stable. You got too much.
0: All right, guys, you know how I do it. Short episodes, short ads. Ready? Rapid fire succession. Check out the new Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor today. Go to dexcom.com juicebox box to find out more. You're going to be able to see what direction your blood sugar is moving and how fast it's moving in that direction. And with their share and follow feature, you'll be able to find out what the blood sugar is of a loved one who is away from you. That's compatible with Android and iPhone. Like I can see Arden's blood sugar right now, but she's not in the house. 109. Isn't that cool? You want that too. Dexcom.com slash juicebox with links in your show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com. Now on to Omnipod. Omnipod is the only tubeless insulin pump in the world. It's the insulin pump that Arden's been using for over a decade. And trust me, you want to check it out. But you don't have to trust me too much because Omnipod will offer you, for free, a pod experience kit. That's right. They'll send a demo right to your house. Just go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. Put in your name and your address. Click and enter there, whatever it's called. The button. I don't know. Click, click, click. And they'll send it right to your house. You can hold it, feel it, try it on, wear it, see what you think, and decide for yourself. You don't need to trust me. You can trust your eyes. Last thing, I need you to support Dancing for Diabetes. I want you to go to dancing4diabetes.com and check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Great organization doing wonderful things for children with diabetes through dance. I say a lot that if you find yourself, when you find yourself bolusing too often, your is probably too low. If you find yourself having to address in that situation too often with food, your basal is likely too high.
1: Right. Right. And you want to stop nudging as much as you can. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. We all want to go to sleep and nobody wants to drink juice in the middle of the night. And we're trying – that's all the things we're trying to avoid right here. And I know a lot of it still sounds like, oh, yeah, buddy, that that sounds nice, but how do I accomplish this? I think that by now you're getting towards the end of this series – I think Jenny and I have laid it out pretty well a couple of different ways here. So, um, and important to remember, because if you've ever spoken to me privately, if you listen long enough, I will beat into your head over and over again. It's about timing and amount. It's about timing and amount. Even with basil, even though you don't think of it the same way, because basil doesn't all go in at the same time. If your basil rate is too high, you have too much insulin and at the wrong time. So, mm, mm. We've, I've simplified diabetes down to like a handful of ideas that are sometimes so distilled that even when I say them out loud, I go, does it just sound ridiculous to people when they hear it? But please trust me. At the end of this series, I'm going to go over all these ideas in simple sentences. It'll be a very short episode. You remember those sentences, apply what you've heard here, you're going to be on your way. I i you know, I can't promise, but I swear I've seen it happen enough that I believe Make it.
1: a little uh, print-off sheet, Scott.
0: Oh, I don't want to that give it away. I want all to all have to come vented. back and listen to the podcast. I know, there's <laughs> just
1: the podcasts. I know. Well, the full, full ideas are really behind all of those little simple statements. So if yes. you had just a little simple statement, you're like, ah, I, I need to know what that means.
0: And those reminders, I, I actually, I use them too. Yeah. So I've had times where I'm like, what is happening? Because it's life, right? Like stuff's going on. You don't know. I'm like, why am I bolusing all the time? And I actually stopped myself one time and I, I remember standing in my kitchen thinking, what would I tell someone if they asked me this? <laughs> and oh. I know that's ridiculous, but I was like, oh my God, our basil needs to be increased. Yeah. Boom. And I, there I was. I was like, oh, that was, I should have listened to me. Like, like for days, I was like, what's the problem here? So <laughs> you're going to, you'll get those like simple ideas broken down into sentences that you can kind of repeat and keep in your Mm -hmm. head, you know, that that'll should reignite the ideas that you heard in the podcast. Okay. So to go over this again, because it's in a different episode, you need to think about how food affects your blood sugar. Sure. You need to think about how insulin affects your blood sugar. Sure. But always to remember that you need to understand how the food affects the insulin. So you can reverse engineer ideas. You're so used to thinking, I have this high blood sugar and I'm trying to force it down with insulin. Well, what if you have a low blood sugar and you're trying to force it up with food? I don't want to use too much. That starts us off on that roller coaster, right? We forget to believe that what we know is going to happen is going to happen. We put in this food for a low blood sugar. We shoot up. Now our insulin's mistimed. We eventually put in enough insulin, it gets mistimed with the food, the food now digests through your system, all the insulin's left, you fly back down again. Oh my god, what do I do? I throw in more food, then I wait and I get high, and, I, and then and then you start looking at the garage and thinking, I'm just gonna pull the door down, start the car, put on my favorite album, and go to sleep. Right? But we don't need to do that. What no. we what we need to do is to bump and nudge with the food as well. And so this is crap. Bumping
1: and nudging with the food might actually be a little different um, if you know and, and pay attention to in those, let's say the drops where you're gonna nudge with some food. Why is it declining? Is it truly basal like we talked about overnight? Right? right? Where you may need a lot less nudge, little incremental nudge, versus you've got three units of IOB and you're dropping. Yeah. And the drop is actually happening a lot more precipitously, right? Right, right? You're really like coming down. Well, that little nudge of three sips of juice, it, that's not the time to like nudge. You, yes. you, you need a little bit more aggressive nudge than that.
0: Yeah, I tell people all the time: if you see a sixty-five and it's really stable, and you want to try to shut your basil off for a half an hour to see if it comes back up, right on. But if it's a sixty-five and dropping like a stone, for for the love of God, drink a juice, eat a banana, shut your right. basil off. Like like you know, right. like you've really messed up somewhere. So
1: right. But something's the o- just not quite right. Right,
0: but the opposite idea of that is, and I'm going to quote uh, a mom that I spoke to. She said, "Why did I always give the whole package of gummy bears? Why did right. I just automatically think because I opened the package he had to eat all of the gummy bears? Why not you two gummy why? bears or three? Because 15 carbs, 15 minutes.
1: 15 carbs, 15 minutes. Right, right,
0: right. Bad advice you got from a doctor one time.
1: <laughs> and it was again, it comes to the safety. Right, yeah. it comes to the safety piece of this is an easy ripoff, non in the moment. This is just please do this because it will at least alleviate the lull. Right, you'll be
0: safe. It's jamming on the brakes a hundred yards before you have to stop because you can't be a hundred percent certain you're going to be right. able to stop. But before you get the hundred right. yards away, because right. the doctor is not with you, because they don't know the situation, because they don't want you calling them on the phone every five minutes going. Now, I bolus, because I'm going to tell you, when some people start explaining to me their boluses, I'm like, look, I'm good at this. But that is hard to get straight in your head when someone's, and you know they're keeping something. They're forgetting something. And so you're like, I can't make sense of this. Like, show me a graph. Like, when did you eat? And sometimes they don't even know.
1: Right. I like, that's the reason I like little tiny like the the Jelly Belly jelly beans, they're a gram of carb a piece. Mm-hmm. Skittles are a gram of carb a piece. They're an easy way to nudge with food in a accounted way. Yeah. Rather than like sips of juice where you're like, I don't know, I might have had a bigger sip or a littler sip or I whatever. Right. My sip might be the whole container. I don't know. But.
0: I'm telling you, again, ninja-like uh, level of understanding. I can sometimes stick a straw in Arden's mouth from a juice box. As she's drinking it, I just go, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah. And that's just something that comes with time, right? Like you're not right. going to figure that on day one. But the idea – that it might not be all of it. And this, and I, I alluded to earlier, it's going to sound a little crass, but there are times when you just have to have the balls to wait. Like you can't just, you can't just over treat an 85. You, you know what I mean? Like I I've said it before. i saw a woman online who told, who once said that it's a mom and I'm sure she was scared out of her mind. I don't mean to make light of her, but she's like, I saved my kid's life last night with a juice box A kid was like 110 diagonal down. I was like, Wait a minute, you may very well have been on your way to the greatest night's sleep ever. You're never gonna know, know. right? And because this wasn't like what you were talking about, it wasn't like a big bolus that was gone wrong. This was just like a drifting blood sugar. And I was like, Oh, you gotta wait, like you know, you have to. And so, let's talk about here, like because we're trying to bump a nudge in, in and out of an area, what is that area? And so. I mean, I'm sure you have
1: to define your target. Yes.
0: What is it you're going for? Right. Like I don't need Arden's blood sugar to be 85 constantly. I don't feel that way, but I, and I don't like her blood sugar to be under 70, but I got to tell you that if she drifts under 70 for a couple of minutes, I'm not running around looking for the glucagon, you know what I mean? I'm like, let me see how I can just get this to kind of gradually come back up again. Same thing. If she gets the 140 and it sits there and I go, I really missed this. But you know what? Now I'm only an hour and a half past this bolus. I really do have to wait a second to see what's going on here. Or I have to decide I'm not going to look at this 140 and I may need to readdress with food later, right?
1: Right. Right. So. Absolutely. And, you know, that also speaks then to the benefit of now we've got the CGM, right? Because mm-hmm. with a CGM, you can see more often what's happening. That 140 hour and a half after eating, it might be a stable 140. You don't know whether the next three blips are going to start a downtrend or they're going to start an uptrend or they're just going to kind of stay stable. Absolutely. So you have to really have ev- that same thing with your 70 before. If she's laying on the couch watching a TV program at 70, Okay. Yes. She's not out running a marathon. She's not going to go to the amusement park and walk around for four hours. She's sitting on the couch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and even by the okay. way, even when Arden is like incredibly active on a hot day playing softball, I still like a blood sugar right around ninety. And yeah. so if I see ninety trying to get away from me, it's it could be just you know you have a Gatorade with you. Take two splashes of Gatorade, then go back to the water, or right. you know have half of this juice box, or are you hungry? You know, sometimes people are hungry. You don't think about it like that because you have diabetes. You always think about food as being this like surgical strike. But if you're playing, you know, a sport, maybe it would be nice to take a bite of a banana every time you sat on the bench or something like that, right?
1: Performance energy is different than blood sugar strategy energy for athletes.
0: There's about a thousand different ways to think about bumping and nudging your blood sugar around. So I want you to open your mind to it, think differently, try to really make sense of it. Jenny's got to go. She's got a life, okay? She's got <laughs> to work. And so I'm going to let her go and say thank you.
1: Absolutely. Always always nice.
0: Jenny, I'll talk to you soon. Everything I'm about to say can be found in the show notes of your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. But if you'd like to hire Jenny, go to integrateddiabetes.com or email her right through your podcast player. Thank you, Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes for supporting the show. You can go to dancingfordiabetes.com, myomnipod.com slash juicebox, or dexcom.com slash juicebox to find out more. Don't forget, Omnipod will send you a free, no-obligation demonstration of the pod just for filling out a little bit of information and saying you want it. Even though they're not on this episode, don't forget at realgoodfoods.com, you'll save 20% on your order by using the offer code JUICEBOX. That's a lot of money you can save. This was installment number eight of my Diabetes Pro tip series. Installment nine is available now, and it is called The Perfect Bolus. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the series. If you are, please go to iTunes and leave a wonderful rating and review for the show. It helps it to be found by more people.